Welcome to Theology Q&A, powered by The Witness, a Black Christian Collective, and I am your host, Pastor Aaron. I pray that as you listen to this episode, it finds you well. I want to thank everyone who has taken the time to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. We greatly appreciate it. And if you haven't had the opportunity to do so, I... Just ask that you simply consider it, that if you have the time and the desire to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast, it would help us out greatly. We would greatly appreciate it. I also want to thank our executive award-winning producer, Bo York, for all of the hard work that he puts into uh, not just this podcast, but um, several others. And, you know, without Bo and his support, I mean, I, I don't, I just... I don't even think I'd be doing this, to be honest. He's been just so instrumental in in, in this project. And, and so thank you so much, Bo. I appreciate you, man. So coming up, we will be answering the question, is black theology dead? So is black theology dead? Absolutely not. (laughs) Of course not. I mean, we could just end the podcast episode right here, right? Just know, absolutely. Uh, Thanks for coming out. Have a good evening. But um, absolutely not. Black theology is in no way, shape, or form dead. I would even venture to say that black theology isn't waning or or on life support in any way. Like black theology isn't hanging on by a thread because God is still saving and redeeming and rescuing black people. God is still using black women and black men and certain black institutions mightily to his glory to do the work of his kingdom, along with the rest of our sisters and brothers from different ethnicities and nations around the world. Black theology is not dead. Black theology is alive and well. Now, what I want to do in this episode is to offer a word of exhortation to us moving forward. And one of the things that has really been heavy on my heart, you know, because in the here and now we say, okay, black theology isn't dead, but in terms of looking forward, we want to see growth. We want to see God move more. And, And I want to speak a little bit to that for the next few minutes, okay? One of the first things that I would encourage us to do is to not lose touch with our history. Like, we have to be very intentional about that, to not lose touch with our history, because the legacy of Black theology is so rich. It is so rich. And that means that we have to see the work of black theology generationally. What I mean by that is there are the believers who have gone before us and there are the believers who are doing sound kingdom work in the here and now. But we also have to think generationally in terms of legacy of those who are going to come after us. Like, like you know, legacy isn't passed on by accident. We have to be intentional about it. There, there, there has to be 
a generational, a multi-generational intentionality as it pertains to the work of the ministry and 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 theology that that we have to take very very seriously we have to take it seriously and so this this journey into black theology and and the continued development of black theology as we have to deal with maybe some of the same things in principle but in different contexts and in different situations in our day we need to think about how we are working to prepare and platform the sisters and brothers who will come after us and how we could not just serve our present well, but serve those in the future well too. Okay. And so one of the ways that we can do that to be intentional about it is for us to continue to take up and read, to learn that that we we cannot become satisfied in this journey. Like I I I I honestly believe that there is no such thing as well. I've learned enough. I've arrived. I'm just gonna sit back. I'm gonna put it in cruise control. Like I I just I don't believe that that's a real place. I I don't believe that it's valid, because the journey is ongoing until the Lord either returns or calls us home. Right. And so. Uh, until then, we should continue to press forward and we should continue to press on. And that's really important. And taking up and reading and listening, these things are very important that, that we need to make concerted efforts to sit at the feet of black women and men and learn, whether those who have gone before us or those who are still alive and speaking and writing and, and influencing today. We need to take up and read. One of the beautiful things that I love about black theology and the black church is that there is profound diversity. I mean, profound diversity. And so knowing that, we need to lean into that diversity. Now, listen, we all have our own preferences and tribes and things of that nature. And you know what? That's that's all good. But we need to lean into that diversity. We need to read books from those that we maybe would normally never read their books and, and or biographies or listen to sermons or maybe sometimes even visit churches and physically actually connect with people. Because that will only serve to enrich us, to wrestle with other people's thoughts and commentary, whether we agree or disagree. One of the things that I found very healthy and very helpful is that if I agree with someone, like I need to be honest, like, why do I agree? Or if, if I disagree, like, why do I disagree? Do I have a thoughtful rebuttal? Like, do, do I have valid objections or do I need to repent <laughs> and, 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 and change my ways and pattern of thinking, right? And so we need to embrace the profound diversity within Black theology, sitting at the feet of Black women and men and learn. Never stop 
learning because we're not just learning for ourselves. We are also learning for those who are coming after us. We're not just learning for our benefit. We're learning for the benefit of others. And it's really important that we that we recognize that. This is work, but it's a good kind of work. We can't be satisfied with being spoon-fed information, being spoon-fed perspectives. And what I mean by that is we can't fall into this trap of complacency and, dare I say, laziness of allowing other people to do the hard work. And then we're just kind of we're just kind of, you know, letting them carry us in this journey of, of learning and developing. Right. We need to be willing to do the hard work for us to not be spoon fed to. And, and, and it takes a very real investment. It takes a very real investment of time. And sometimes it takes a very real investment of money. You know, sometimes it's like, hey, we need to buy that book. And listen, if you can't afford to buy the book, borrow the book. You know, I mean, um, go to your local library and and search and, and 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 when you find the materials, check them out and read them, you know, and when you're done, take them back so somebody else can, you know, <laughs> so somebody else can gain from them as well. But it may be a friend. It may be a local library. You may have the financial means to actually, you know, buy the work yourself or buy the works yourself. You know, and, and if you're a pastor, I would encourage you that if your church, if your local church has the resources, make this a part of the budget, like actually make it a part of the budget to build that part of your library to intentionally purposefully go out and buy the works of black theologians and pastors and leaders and preachers and thinkers and philosophers, uh, buy those works and make those works a part of your library. And not just making those works a part of your library, as you learn and as as you 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 interact with these works, look for ways to uh, inject them into the stream of the worship and the liturgy of your local church. Don't just travel on the journey yourself. I- invite your fellow church members and parishioners to 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 be a part of that journey um, in your sermon prep as you are quoting theologians and commentators and things. Include some of them. And I've said this before, but but it's definitely worth saying again, when you quote um, black women and men, uh, use don't just use their quotes, but use their pictures. Let people see their faces. Uh, let people see their likenesses. I, I think that's very important and very helpful that this isn't just like some personal educational journey, but but to know that this is actually a part of shaping us and forming us in the faith. This is actually a part of our discipleship. And even moving on from there, one of the things that that we practice is making this a part of family devotion, family and personal devotion. You know, I tell you, there are certain figures 
that I didn't even know about until I was well past 30 years old. And I don't want my daughters to find out about these figures after they're 30 or, or, or our sons, you know? And so one of the things that we've done intentionally was to introduce our children and to to uh, black women and, and black men who have gone before them, their lives, their brilliance, their sacrifices, um, their thoughts, so that our children won't be finding out about these amazing figures and learning from them and drawing from them later on in life. They'll be doing it at a much earlier stage in life. All of these things are important because God isn't finished with us. Listen, there is so much work. There's so much more that needs to be done. And so while we celebrate that which has gone before us, while we honor those who have gone before us, and and and, and, and while we could even celebrate some things in the here and now, as we used to say in the Marines, like we can't drop the pack. Like we have to know that 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 which has been invested into us, we've got to keep it going. There are issues in our here and now. There are issues in our communities and in this nation that 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 it's 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 our place to speak to. It's our place to write. It's our place to be seen. It's our place to be heard all to the glory of God, continuing on this rich legacy and work of black theology. God isn't finished. There is so much work that needs to be done and we need more. You you know, we, we need more commentaries authored by black women and men. We we need more uh, healthy, theologically robust works developed and 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 created by black women and men in the faith. Um, we need more. There there needs to be more diversity of thought in some ways, and 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 so that the different ways in which God has moved through His people, and the way the different ways in which the redemptive work and the glory of God is reflected within His people, can be seen. It's really important. There's, I, I guess, if I'm honest, I'll just say I, I just think. There's there's still a lot of road ahead of us. Like, I really do believe that there's a lot of road ahead of us and we need to act like it. We need to act not like things are winding down. We need to act like things are winding up. Like we need to we need to really seek to push it into another gear, if you will. And so, you know, I think that that means there needs to be more black theological and church networks developed in the future fellowships and dare i say even denominations there's a lot of work to be done and 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 so by god's grace may we continue to be intentional and put in that work if you will right to continue to seek that that progress that kingdom progress by god's grace and through his wisdom and through the enabling of his spirit. That's really important. So be encouraged. And for those of you who have aspirations, those of you who 
like the Lord has placed some things on your heart and you're like, this is so big. And, and who am I that, that, you, you know, oh, maybe it just feels presumptuous that you have some sort of dream or desire on the inside of you. And, and you feel as though you are incredi- incredibly inadequate or that you're not worthy. Listen, what a great place to be for the Lord to have placed something so great and so grand on your heart that it makes you feel small. I encourage you, trust him. Be obedient to where the Spirit of God is leading you. Put in the work. Prepare. And don't just prepare for the here and now. Prepare. And as you move forward and as you grow, look for others to invest in. Look for others to pass the baton to. So that if the Lord tarries for another 50, 100 years, and someone brings up the question, is black theology dead? Even then, that question will be answered with a resounding no. It is not. It is alive and well. Amen. Well, until next time, may we continue to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thanks for listening. Theology Q&A with Aaron James is powered by The Witness, a black Christian collective. Special thanks to executive producers Tyler Burns and Bo York. Send in your thoughts and questions for future episodes by emailing Aaron at thewitnessbcc.com and learn more about this and other shows at thewitnessbcc.com.